Welcome to season two of Gold Camp. If you've been with us since season one, thank you so much. Not only here in the U.S., but all around the globe. It's time now to get after our very best outcomes. It's a new year, a new decade, and nothing's going to be different unless you make dramatic changes. Look forward to more inspirational guests, more insights on goal setting and goal achievement. You know the story. 30 years ago, I was living random. I was frustrated and I started to work towards a methodology and it took 30 years for me to polish and refine the steps it takes to become effective at not only setting goals but achieving goals. Welcome to the campgrounds. This is Goal Camp. Welcome to the campgrounds. Today I'm joined by Jared Grabiel of Superfit Foods. Jared, what's happening? What's up, man? Thanks for having me, Derek. Yes, yes. Hey, listen, we are a chance connection. You never know how you're going to meet people. My marketing firm connected me with Jared. We just started talking and it made a lot of sense for him to join us on Gold Camp. So Jared, tell us a little bit about you and Superfit Foods. I guess a little bit about me, 30-year-old entrepreneur. I would say a fitness entrepreneur, definitely a goal setter. And my primary vocation is leading a company called Superfit Foods, which is a subscription-based nationwide meal prep company. And that's just among a small handful of things that I'm involved in on the day-to-day. That is awesome. Now, how'd you get into fitness and Superfit Foods? It's a great question, Derek. So try to sum this up as short as possible because I can make it last hours or minutes. But, (laughs) uh, you know, growing up, we had very little. I was raised primarily with my older brother and my single dad, stepmom and stepbrothers and sisters involved, but we didn't have much. I knew that uh, as a young age and I knew the value of money very early because I heard my dad complain about it all the time. Um, So I knew I wanted to be in business. From the time that I was probably about 10 years old, I was involved in entrepreneurial journeys. In sixth grade, I would spend money that I made from drawing pictures for kids in school. And I would buy like lollipops from the grocery store and sell them per, you know, 50 cents a piece in school and leave school with about eight bucks each day. I'd use that money so I could afford the slices of pizza that kids got at lunch because I got free lunch. So that just gives you a little bit of picture into my early childhood journey. So I always knew I wanted to be a part of some level of capitalism, really for the sake of being financially comfortable. It didn't really become a mission until much later on. From the time I was 11 till I was 17, I sold weed. And at 11, it was a small, I would say, harmless activity. I knew a lot of older people. But by the time I was 17, I was selling a lot of it. And this is 15, 20 years ago when it was illegal everywhere, um, not just in maybe 20 states. And I got caught. And I got caught with a lot. So I got in a lot of trouble. So I spent some time in jail. And in jail, I was inspired to become a personal trainer. And the reason for that is because prior to going to jail, I had to quit smoking weed for a period of time and I got really into working out. A buddy of mine invited me to the gym and he knew I didn't have anything else to do because at the time I was living on my own. I had moved out at 16. I basically smoked weed and sold weed all day. And you may not know about this part of my story, so you you might be taken aback a little bit. Yeah, you don't have to come from the perfect background to make your mark. And I, I certainly didn't come from the perfect background. So my buddy, we called him Mowgli, he invited me to the gym. He's like, you don't have anything else to do. And I went and it was a Monday, it was International Chess Day. And so I loved it from day one. I've always been about self-growth, but you know, 20 years ago, we didn't call it that. We just called it ambition, maybe, I don't know. And so I just was excited for the next day and excited for the next day. And I started going to the gym five, six days a week. 
seeing results right away because I was just skin and bones. I was a little skinny 17-year-old kid. And by the time I went to jail, I had built up a base, about a year of, or like six months of exercising. So in jail, I would make up workouts for everybody. And jail's not like the movies. There's no bench presses. There's no basketball hoops. It's not like that. You're inside of a dorm room all day, every day, and you have to be creative. Pretty Imagine quarantine workouts, right? Just with no jump ropes. Yeah. So I had to be super creative and people loved when I would make up workouts and everyone's bored. They want to do something. And so one day a guy was like, Jared, you should be a personal trainer. I didn't know what that was at the time. I had pursued all these ideas of should I be an accountant? Should I be a lawyer? And now I'm at the time a felon. So all those things kind of went out the window for me. I thought, well, what's that? He's like, well, people get paid to train people. I'm like, what? <laughs> like I get to work out for money basically. And when I got out, I pursued that goal. I spent two years on house arrest. So I was full-time in college full-time telemarketing until I got my first job at Gold's Gym in 2009. So from 2009 till about, you know, over six, seven years, I worked up my way in the health club industry. I became a general manager overseeing a handful of different gyms throughout Northeast Florida. Long story short, decided I didn't want to be involved in that quote unquote rat race, the corporate model health club wasn't for me. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but it wasn't what I wanted to do long-term. You know, I want to do things right. And you don't always get that decision in, in large corporations. And you could be wrong too, but I wanted to figure it out myself. So I decided to open a gym in 2015, took a leap of faith, left my job, pitched an investor, got an approval, moved back to Lakeland, and the investor backed out the weekend that I moved back. So I fell flat on my face shortly after taking that leap of faith. That brought me to one-on-one -on -one training for the first time. And I loved it. About a month later, I got the opportunity or the idea to start a meal prep company. And that's when Superfit Foods kind of presented itself for me. I hope listeners really catch some of those important insights that Jared was just talking about. Sometimes we may not have an idea, but because of our relationship with others, if we are listening and we're inquisitive, we can find our way. It was the person that said, you should be a fitness trainer. So if we have our antenna up, sometimes it's input coming from external sources that connect with our purposes, our passions. People can see our gifts better than we can interpret our own gifts. You got out there and you went after it and it was something that you really enjoyed doing. So that's the other point is like you did it one day, then you came back the next day and the next day and the next day. Those are good signals that you're on the right track. Those things that you really love to do. And then you have a big disappointment. And yeah. if an investor pulls out, how do you recover from that? But actually, you never really fail. You just learn. So this kind of moves into super fit foods. Like I said, I didn't grow up with the ambition of starting a meal prep company by any means. I had no ambitions of being in food production. But I knew I wanted to be in the fitness industry, and that would probably be a lifelong calling for me. But after a lesson I learned from the investor backing out, um, I was open-minded to a shift or a pivot and like my, the long-term trajectory of my goals. I'm a Christian and I believe that we're all called to something. And I decided whenever the gym didn't work out that maybe God had something different planned for me. But this is the first time in a long time that I didn't think that I know what that was because the gym was out of the picture and the gym was always the goal. I started training one-on-one, -on -one, like I mentioned, and I was doing really, really well for myself. I made my own rates and I'm a heck of a salesman. So I did pretty well, but I just knew long-term I wasn't going to 
train one-on-one for my whole life. Again, there's nothing wrong with that vocation, but I think a little bit bigger than that. One of the members of the gym who owns a local supplement shop approached me and he was like, hey man, you're crushing it here. Do you still want to open up your own gym? And I was really convinced that God didn't want me to do that in that season of my life. I said, no, I think that I'm supposed to do something different. He's like, what else would you do? I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, what if we started a meal prep company? He had a buddy doing it in Tampa and he was like, "If, if he can do it, anybody can do it. And I knew, like, I can sell anything fitness related. And as he presented the idea to me, literally every thought flashed back of the past 10 years of clients I've worked with, members of the gyms that have said, if somebody would just make me healthy food, then I'd eat it. Literally just played in my mind. And I'm like, well, I could do that. I could start a meal prep company. Now, at the time of inception, I had no idea how complicated this journey would be. And that's probably a good thing because I wouldn't have done it if I knew. And that's something that I I talk to a lot of young entrepreneurs about that get so big headed about their long term journey. I'm like, you just need to start. You're going to fail before you start if you think about all the particulars over the next five to 15 years. So anyways, so we got started in May of 2015. I came up with the name Superfit Foods. I was the CEO. My partner, his name's Frank. He was the CFO. I bought him out in September of 2008. So I led the marketing, the strategy, even the initial menu. The only thing I don't do is cook. So for the first couple of years, I did just about everything but cook, whether it's deliver, social media, website management, flyers, events, customer service, billing. And then of course that changed in time and we were able to find good people to join me on the customer service and administrative side. But you know what Superfit Foods is, it's very complicated. We're fully customizable. So we always say just short of dog food and baby food, we make it all. We even make cold pressed juices, immunity shots, healthy snacks now. We accommodate every particular diet, unless it's really weird and new and we haven't heard about it. And we do that for home delivery, gym delivery, and then nationwide shipping all over the country. There's a lot of logistics that we've had to learn over time. That is so good. I mean, I take away some of the nuggets that you shared. Someone brought the idea to you. Yeah. And I love this idea of being open and available, knowing that you're in the right area, in the right space. There's scripture that says the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by God. Footsteps. In order to have footsteps, you have to be moving. And you were moving. As you were moving, things were coming into your life. And that's the most powerful, mind-blowing things. And you said it. Get started. Get moving. Get moving because things will reveal themselves. Take your skill set, the knowledge that you have, and begin to move. And to your point, you recognize, hey, I'm not a cook, but everything else I can go get. I'm a great salesman. Then you knew what your strengths were, and you maximized your strengths, and you had somebody else pick up where you didn't have that skill set. Powerful stuff. When it comes to goal setting, folks, I hope you are catching all of this great insight that Jared is sharing with us about his business. How big have you grown and where do you, is meal prep just locally here in the Jacksonville area? Yeah, so I mean, Superfit Foods is a relatively large meal prep company in the grand scheme of things. Like I've mentioned, we do ship nationwide, but about 95% of our business resides in the Northeast Florida region, which could be anywhere from St. Augustine to Amelia Island, Orange Park, kind of the whole region. And we have 26 pickup locations and then uh, hundreds of local delivery clients as well. So we're a lot bigger than we once were. We've got about 16 staff members that are full-time and then about eight part-time delivery drivers. Kind of a lot of moving parts. And like you mentioned, I want to talk about this action piece because we can get it wrong by pressing too much, right? In Christianese, not waiting on God's timing. 
or we can get it wrong by just waiting. And God's like, man, your time has been coming past, you know, like uh, it's a concept that I learned about in a book called the, the self-made billionaire effect, which is a cheesy title, but it's a great book. And it just studies a bunch of billionaires that have common characteristics. Um, And one of those is patient urgency. And the best way I can explain patient urgency is to have the foresight to prepare for an opportunity, but the patience to wait for it. Meaning when an opportunity presents itself, you've done your homework. So you get to act on it right away instead of seeing an opportunity and being like, Ooh, I need to spend the next four years getting a new degree so I can pursue this opportunity or man, I need to save up my money so I can do this other thing. Patient urgency says you're going to learn as much as you can. You're going to save as much as you can. You're going to do as much as you can in the meantime. So that way, whenever that opportunity presents itself, you get to say yes right away mm-hmm. instead of having to wait more. And so that's, for me, that's been my whole life, man. I've always been preparing for something that I have no idea what's to come. And for me, I would say it's probably a little unhealthy because again, being raised so poor, a lot of what my drive was, was to just not be poor and ultimately to be rich one day. I look at it a little differently these days, but as a young kid, that's what I was always pursuing. So I was always available and as prepared as possible. Um, And again, in my early years, that got me in a lot of trouble because I was pursuing slightly skewed ambitions. But now as a professional, I learn everything relevant to my career now and what I think my career might be in the future. Everything I can get my hands on about leadership, because no matter who you are, where you are, what you do, being a capable leader is going to be important, whether you have a team of two, no team, or a team of 10,000. And so I'm just always trying to be prepared for opportunities I don't know that are going to come. And then when people ask, you know, how did you get that opportunity? Well, I didn't get it. I took it because I was ready for it. So the patient urgency is something that I like to kind of give to people a lot because I'm, I'm the type of guy, my dad used to say, you get the cart ahead of the horse. I'm oftentimes more urgent than patient, but that means I'm oftentimes more prepared as well. That's how I operate, which can press people's buttons sometimes, but I can get a lot done. I love that. I hope everybody caught that. He's a reader and that he digests content about the things that are important to him. Curious of your perspective on how this pandemic and everybody being shut in has impacted your business. Aside from the health and well-being of the nation, whether it's mental health or physical health and lost loved ones and things like that, personally, it impacted our business very little, um, which is kind of weird to say amongst all the chaos. But at first, it hit us just like it hit anybody else. A lot of people were canceling or freezing their subscriptions. And right away in the middle of March, basically nothing had happened in Jacksonville yet. We're, we're late adopters. I just saw the writing on the wall that this thing's probably going to be pretty bad and our gyms are probably going to close soon. We transitioned within 48 hours to being a local delivery company. We weren't always local delivery. Okay. But again, patient urgency, right? Like, Not that I had all these delivery people waiting, but I set a goal three years ago to one day be local delivery. But because the logistics of that are such a pain in the butt, it was lower on my list of organizational goals. So whenever the pandemic hit, it was like, guys, it's time to rearrange our goals because we're about to be a local delivery company come Thursday. And I made that decision on a Monday. And then on that Friday, all the gyms shut down and people were thanking me for being this profit, but it was kind of common sense for me. But, but yeah, so right away I had to leverage all of our resources to find all these delivery drivers, which again, a lot of people got let go. So we were able to find part-time delivery drivers really overnight. I heard 12 people in one week and I started doing delivery for the first couple of weeks. And so that's how the pandemic affected us right away. We took a pretty big hit in revenue the first three, four weeks. But then because we transitioned quickly and because people kind of lightened up a little bit, 
the government gave some people some money, we picked right back up and we probably saw an uptick of maybe three to 4% in revenue year over year. So it didn't dramatically help us or it, it didn't. It didn't crush it. Just. Yeah. Yeah. In a world where 60% of the restaurants shut down and half of those probably won't come back. Um, we're very grateful to be in food production, but to have still kept our doors open. We've hired a handful of people and we were able to create some opportunities. Although it's been very complicated, our expenses have increased. The stress level has increased. Four of my employees have gotten COVID. On the back end of that growth, there's a lot of existing complications to address, but that's just how running a business works. If you had to sum it all up for folks listening, what's the one thing, the one takeaway, one level of encouragement that you would give them and say, hey, above all else, here's one thing I want to leave you guys with. Mm. Well, as a Christian, uh, my thoughts might be a little less entrepreneurial and more spiritual. I, I think a really important thing, especially for young people to know, is that like God loves you despite how successful you are. And when I was younger, I pursued success for the sake of being loved by other people. And knowing that whether or not I fail or succeed, being reminded that God loves me, even if the pandemic takes my business out, it allows me to operate from a place of already being successful. And it makes me that much more successful because I know at the end of the day, this thing doesn't work out. It's God's will. It's not mine, but I'm going to work as hard as possible to make it work. So that's spiritual. It's, it's kind of an immeasurable recommendation, but that's my first thought. It's just like you're loved. You don't have to be the next Elon Musk to get people's attention. But I guess my best takeaway practically on the entrepreneurial side, it would be to set goals. And not just because I'm on the goal podcast, but because everything that I've ever done noteworthy has been written down as a goal that I set in the beginning of the year or at some point throughout the year. And I've done all the steps to accomplish it. Being a business owner was a goal of mine. Becoming the owner of Superfit Foods wasn't, but I always knew in the realm of what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in fitness and I wanted to be a business owner. And I did what it took to accomplish that. And it, I'm just getting started, right? Like I'm going to, there's going to be plenty more businesses in my future my fitness level, like even though I love the way that I look, if I didn't have a goal written down about my body fat, my exercise regimen, my weightlifting goals, I wouldn't accomplish those things. Reading books, it's all written down. I even identify all the books that I want to read and I get to them in time. You know, so everything I do is, is in some way a goal, whether it's a daily to-do list or if it's like an esoteric goal of accomplishing something great within the next five years. So goal setting has really brought me to where I am now because I've done it since my dad handed me a journal at like nine years old. Well, Jared, hey, I am a fan. I am a big fan. Folks, connect with Jared. Find Superfit Foods. Tell folks how they can get connected with you and follow Superfit Foods. Yeah, so I'm pretty active on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Jared Axel Grabiel. It's A-X-L. That's my real middle name. And then Superfit Foods is Superfit underscore foods. There's a website for both, so jaredgrabiel.com or superfitfoods.co. I do come out with a book soon, shameless plug. It comes out, I think, January 12th, so I don't know when this podcast will come out, but it's called The Self-Help Book, Six Practical Ways to Never Stop Growing, and there's a whole lot about goal setting in there. It's there, folks. Go follow Superfit Foods. I love it. I am um, Now, you're not as far down as Tampa, are you? We do. We ship nationwide, but we just don't deliver there physically. Okay. All right. Shipping. Okay. Well, guess what? I am going to give it a run. And this has been so much fun. First of all, your, your thoughts on entrepreneurship, but more so about 
hey, you know, God plays a part in this, a huge part of this. Yours, we had a, a recent episode focused on setting spiritual goals. Looks like Jared has that down in spades, folks. You can make a difference because God's on your side. And don't worry about people and pleasing people. Man, it's so much what you said. I'm just going to listen to this episode over from the beginning. Jared, thank you so much. Folks, Jared said it all. We'll see you next time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Goal Camp. All the resources from this episode can be found on my website at DerekSeelot.com forward slash Goal Camp. As always, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Derek C. Lott. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with a friend. Achieving your goals is not something that you can do alone. Find a partner that can keep you accountable. Looking forward to the next episode. Until next time, this is your camp director, Derek C. Lott, signing off.